Welcome to the NFL MVP Momentum Podcast. I'm Sam Holcroft. Before I begin, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP, follow our Facebook page at MVP Momentum Podcast, and check us out on YouTube at MVP Momentum Podcast. Today I'm going to just do a Week 12 preview and predictions for this upcoming week while also recapping last week. And speaking of that, let's just go right into it. Uh, a recap of last week. Uh, Zeke still on top. He has 130 points after going 13 and three this last week, brings his overall season record to 107 and 57. I'm still in second place, uh, with 125. Uh, I went eight and six this last week, brings it to 101.63. Peyton is at 119 points, went also eight and six. With a 102 and 62 uh, record on the year, and Sean has 117 points and went nine and five with a 99 and 64 record. Uh, Sean is the only person who hit his double down and upset, uh, while Zeke, Peyton, and I hit our double down but did not get our upset. So that brings us to our overreaction Mondays. Starting off with Zeke since he's the leader. Justin Fields should be the QB for Chicago next season. Now this could be really tough because you know they might have the overall the first overall pick with that Panthers pick. But I mean, he just came back after not playing for about a month, month and a half-ish, and threw for like 160, ran for a hundred. You know, they were uh, I believe they were fairly competitive, if I remember correctly. I don't Remember the score or who they played? They played the Lions. Oh, yeah, which they were about to win for a little bit. Um, but the Lions eventually pulled out. But uh, as this college season has progressed, USC has become 7-5. and five. Caleb Williams doesn't look like he's the number one undisputed overall pick right now. So maybe if you do get the number one pick, maybe you don't go with him. Maybe you go Marvin Harrison Jr. And potentially – you know, with your own pick, whether that's anywhere between three through six, potentially is where it could maybe land probably more like a three, four, um, they could get an offensive lineman, whether it's, uh, let's see, Fuga, I don't know his name, uh, out of Oregon state. You also got Joe Alt out of Notre Dame, or you also have Fashanu out of Penn state, which are the right now the top three offensive tackles in the draft right now. So maybe you just end up getting uh, one of those guys with your second pick and you get another target for Justin. Maybe you go out and get a veteran, but right now it's looking like Justin Fields could easily be your quarterback next season. You don't have to get a quarterback if you don't need to. My overreaction for the week is the Bengals had an injury coming with the handling of Joe Burrow. So uh, I'm not saying that this is karma by any means, but it's just the training staff didn't do the best job when handling Joe Burrow and his injuries this year. So he has that calf strain during training camp with uh, about a month, a uh, month and a half, I think, of that first game of the season and doesn't play any preseason games. You know, he's in, a, I think, a walking boot for a little bit on crutches for a while. Um, but he plays week one and they get dominated. He doesn't look hundred percent, you know, week two, uh, they, I think lose again, uh, doesn't look hundred percent. 
and he slowly, slowly started getting back to 100%. He probably only played one or two games at 100%. And then I believe it was last week he injured his wrist. Uh, he had a wrist brace on, I think, all week. And then um, in a game that mattered for the division, but mattered for the season, like you, you could have afforded to take a loss there and still climb out of the hole. I mean, heck, last year they were 4-4 four and four and won every single game up until the AFC Championship. Uh, this year, if they were 5-5, five and five, you know, with the team that they have, the experience, they could easily make a run. But they decided to start Joe Burrow. First drive of the game, he th- goes down there, leads him for a touchdown pass, but at what cost? His season. So maybe they should have just sat him, uh, something that they decided not to do all season because uh, they need him more than uh, they need him to be 100%. And that eventually led to the downfall uh, on last Thursday night and the downfall of their season. Peyton's overreaction for the week is the Seahawks can be real NFC contenders if the offense is consistent. You know, the Seahawks these last few weeks have been looking really good. Um, with the exception of the Ravens loss, you know, they've been competitive in a lot of games. And I think that this offense is really keeping things together. They might not be without, uh, Kenneth Walker tomorrow night. So we'll kind of see how that dynamic plays out. But if he does play, then I expect great things from this, uh, offense, you know, against the 49ers, if they can get this one, then they are in real contention for getting that, uh, that division, uh, unfortunately not the one seed, but, um, anything can happen. Once you get to January, you just gotta get there and put yourself in a good position. That's why you play these games, these crucial games in November and December to get yourself ready for January. So I really think that the Seahawks offense can, uh, keep it moving. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then Sean's overreaction is the chiefs are a protect, Pretender over contender. So, you know, we have seen the Chiefs these last few weeks uh, kind of escape the Dolphins because Tyreek Hill fumbled, uh, only put up 17 points against the Eagles. Uh, they got kind of manhandled by the Broncos uh, just in their last three games. For the last month, that's been their four games uh, because they've, or sorry, three three games because they had a bye week. Um but here's the thing about the Chiefs is they've had one statement game this year. This time last year, I'm pretty sure they had like three or four. They blew out the Bears week three, 41 to 10. Uh, but the biggest differential game after that, regardless of win or loss, has been the Broncos game, 15 points. Everything else has been within 14, which, you know, is, I mean, pretty common in the NFL, but for a team that's been to the Super Bowl three of the last four years, been one of the most dominant teams, has potentially the most dominant quarterback in the league, most dominant tight end, probably right now the best coach in the NFL. Um, how are you not blowing teams out? You only have one blowout win this year uh, when they have faced other teams. I mean, they heck, they faced the Broncos. They have faced the Jets, who haven't been particularly good this year. Um, Chargers haven't been particularly good. Um, I just don't think that this Chiefs team can really uh, contend with some of these AFC runners. Like, I mean, 
The Ravens are looking really good this year. You know, when Lamar's healthy, they're looking good. You know, the Jaguars could be sneaky. If I'm pretty sure if this Chiefs play, team plays the Jaguars right now, I don't know if this Chiefs team wins. I think the Jaguars might win. So right now that the Chiefs aren't, aren't looking like they are the high and mighty in the AFC. Now, obviously, they kick it up once it comes January time. But right now, they could be a pretender over a contender. So then that moves on to our upsets, double downs, and picks. So Zeke's upset of the week is the Raiders over the Chiefs. And guess what, guys? Another conflict of interest because Peyton has the Chiefs as his double down. So only one person is going on their own here, and that's Zeke. You know, for the same reasons that I just stated with the Chiefs, um, Zeke is going with the Raiders. You know, they are two and one against uh, or after the firing of Josh McDaniels. And, you know, they could have beaten the Dolphins last week if they didn't have, you know, one or two stalling drives there at the end of the game. Maybe the Raiders pull that off or maybe that's more saying something about the Dolphins and the Raiders, but the Raiders haven't looked bad since firing Josh McDaniels play calling still a little iffy, but that defense has been really stepping it up. Even those last few games before Josh McDaniels got fired. So I can't blame Zeke with going with the Raiders here, but I just don't see the chiefs having two bad games in a row. You know, you don't a top eight, four or eight team in the league doesn't have two bad games in a row. So, um, going with the chiefs there. Um, my upset of the week is the Cardinals over the Rams. Uh, we have a two, two split here and PT is also going with the Cardinals while Sean is going with the Rams. You know, Kyler Murray has looked pretty good. They almost won last week. I think only lost by five points to the Texans. So I really feel like this game could go either way. The Rams snuck out a victory against the Seahawks this last week. Um, But I I just think that Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, you know, what's the point in winning right now for them? I have no idea because I believe, I remember right, they have their own pick. Yeah, they do have their own pick. So if they're cool with maybe climbing or – technically falling in the draft, um, then they could keep winning. But I just, I don't see the incentive in trying to win right now. So, oh, well, uh, Peyton's upset of the week, the Texans over the Jaguars and only one person dis- or disagreed with the group there. And that is Peyton, you know, the Jaguars are looking pretty good. They played a really good game this last week. And, uh, but the Texans, they're, they're a gritty team. They're probably a playoff team. You know, I I wouldn't have expected it this year. I still would have said one year away uh, for them, but I really like where the Texans are going. This is going to be a great game. The Texans got, I think, the better of the Jaguars the first time they played, so we'll see if the Jaguars can get revenge here. Sean's upset of the week is the Giants over the Patriots. So... The Giants offense hasn't been looking the best as of late, Um, yet uh, they did win this last week, but maybe that's a fluke, especially with Tommy DeVito. I mean, that was the reason Peyton said that he's not going with the Giants last week, so 
Um, we have a 2-2 split here. Sean and I are going with the Giants, while Peyton and Zeke are going with the Patriots. So this game's going to be a really close game. I don't really know who's going to be better here. I don't know if this is necessarily the game to watch. So we'll kind of see how this plays out. But, um, yeah, Sean's going with the Giants over the Patriots for his upset. Zeke's double down. He's back to it. The Eagles over the Bills. Um, you know, this is pretty self-explanatory. Only one person disagreed, and that is Peyton. You know, I don't know if Peyton's trying to climb the deficit here. He's six points behind me, 11 behind Zeke. So maybe he has to take those kind of risky picks. But right now, uh, the Eagles, you know, at some point you have to realize that maybe this team is just good enough to win those close games. You know, they could have easily beaten the Jets. This team could be, I think they are, are they 10 and 0? Yeah, they just had their bite. Yeah. This team is 10 and 0 if they do not throw a late pick six or an interception in that Jets game. You know, we were questioning uh, why is the Eagles playing to their competition? Are they worth uh, the best team in the league? And at some point, you kind of have to just realize that, you know, with the way that they're winning, they're good enough. Now, if you look at the team like the Steelers, who escape wins, that's not you – can't, you can't say that they are contending, you know, with how close that they're winning because they're winning because other teams make mistakes. The Eagles are winning because they don't make mistakes, especially late game. The only time they did was the Jets. My double down for the week is the Lions over the Packers. So the first Thanksgiving game for tomorrow, we all agree that the Lions are going to win this one. You know, the Packers – yeah, they won against the Chargers last week, but, you know, this is kind of the last game. Uh, you know, if the Packers win this one, then they their playoff hopes are slightly still alive. But if they lose this one, might as well chalk this one up as an L. I don't think Matt LaFleur gets fired or anything, but might want to just start getting ready for the rebuild rather than trying to make one last push for the playoffs. And then Sean's double down is the 49ers over the Seahawks. So that is the nighttime game tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Uh, 49ers, uh, we all have them winning. You know, they're just, they're really hitting their stride. I believe last week they, yeah, they beat the Buccaneers. The week before that, they blew out the Jaguars. So they lost three straight, but I don't think anyone really cares about that anymore because this team is starting to play like a different team. And the addition of Chase Young. That's going to be real scary. Like him on one side, Nick Vosa on the other. Uh, so, yeah. And Kenneth Walker also might not be playing tomorrow. So, it might be pretty tough for Seattle. So, that wraps up the upsets and double downs. Now, I'll just go through the rest of the picks. Cowboys over the Commanders. We're all going with the Cowboys here. Uh, I just don't. I don't really see a way that I could justify picking the commanders here. You know, the Cowboys uh, historically have been fairly good on Thanksgiving. Uh, I just don't think that they have enough uh, or sorry, the commanders don't have enough to take down the Cowboys this year. Uh, the Black Friday game, first Black Friday game, I think, in NFL history, potentially. Uh, the Dolphins and Jets, we're all going with the Dolphins here. The slight scare against the uh, Raiders doesn't really phase us. 
the Jets just did not look good against the Bills, and you know, the Dolphins are fairly comparable to the Bills, so we're all going with the Dolphins there. Saints Falcons, we have a two-two split here, and oh gosh, I'm surprised PT isn't here to defend this. So him and I are going with the Saints, while Zeke and Sean are going with the Falcons. You know, the Saints have a very interesting season. You know, they have definitely – they had a bye last week, but the week before they uh, lost Derek Carr and almost came back and won against the Vikings. You know, but the Falcons, you know, they are coming off a bye as well. But the Falcons, they have lost to the Vikings – they have lost to the Cardinals their last two games. You know, this could be Arthur Smith's last game. You know, like the division could be potentially open. So if they win this, then they can control their own destiny. If they don't, then they will need a lot of help if they want to try to make the playoffs. Because right now, the Falcons don't look like they are a playoff or sorry, a wild card team. They need to win the division. Steelers Bengals, only one disagreed. And Zeke's going with the Bengals, even though Jake Browning will be the starting quarterback on Sunday. He's going with the Bengals. The firing of Matt Canada, you know, kind of influenced me a little bit here, uh, but more in the Steelers' favor than not. <laughs> I don't think that this offense was a good under Matt Canada. Whoever's going to be calling play calls on Sunday is probably better or just as good as Matt Canada. But I just don't think that the Steelers can afford to lose this game because if they do, then it's the beginning of the end and bye-bye playoffs. Panthers-Titans, we got a 2-2 split here. Oh, no, sorry. We do not have a 2-2 split. I uh, I missed I missed that up. Sorry, we're all going with the Titans here. Um, I was going to say, who, who picked the Panthers? <laughs> They're crazy for that. Um you know, the Panthers are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. And I think at this point, like, there's no point in embracing a tank because they don't have their first overall pick. So maybe, just maybe, they just tank for no reason. You know, I, I it makes no sense, I know. But it's the Carolina Panthers. Have they ever made sense? I just don't think that this team is heading in the right direction. They don't – it's still – I mean, it's a first-year coach – it is first-year quarterback. You know, Adam Thielen is on his, one of his last few years, potentially. They don't have a solid running back. I mean, this team is is not that good, and they just need to find their identity. And, you know, this typically that first year, they can kind of figure out what they want to do, but uh, they still don't know who they are. The Buccaneers and the Colts. We have a 2-2 split here, and we actually do this time. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Peyton and I are going with them, while Sean and Peyton, or sorry, Sean and Zeke are going with the Colts. You know, the Buccaneers, let's see, last week they faced the 49ers, and honestly, it wasn't that that like far off of a game. They played fairly decent, uh, get, considering that's the 49ers in that stacked defense now but I still think that Baker and the guys can get it done in Indy. Uh, but Indy's has something to play for. You know, that seventh wildcard spot could potentially be open for any team, especially if the Browns fall off with Deshaun Watson being out for the rest of the season 
or the Steelers falling out. So, you know, maybe the Colts are like, hey, we could sneak that seventh seed. Let's go get it. And it starts by winning this game on Sunday. The Browns and Broncos. We have a 2-2 split here. Uh, Sean and I are going with the Broncos, while Peyton and Zeke are going with the Browns. Although they had, uh, let's see, I don't remember, Thompson Robinson, I think was the quarterback for Cleveland this last week. Um, even though he is kind of uh, a younger quarterback, uh, he looked really good against a good Steelers defense. Led them down for a game-winning field goal, I believe. And, yeah, I am excited for what his uh, career can do now that he's going to be the quarterback the rest of the season. Um, but Broncos are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. If they win this game, they're going to be 500. And if I would have told you that when they were 1-5, you would have called me crazy. Um, or actually, they'd be above 500. Yeah, because they're 5-5 five five right now. But if they would have been above 500 when I told you that they were 1-5, you would have called me crazy. This team is finally hitting their stride. Russ, Mr. Unlimited, is leading this team. I am excited for what this Broncos team can do. You know, that kind of hurts considering I'm a Raiders fan. But this is the Broncos. They're finally kind of hitting that stride that we were wanting them to hit last season. They're starting to kind of look like that. Now, it's not 100% yet, but they're moving in the right direction. Sunday Night Football. We got the Ravens and the Chargers. You know, uh, Chargers coming off a bad loss against the Packers, while the Ravens uh, beat the Bengals last Thursday night. I think uh, we all went with the Ravens here just because they're the one seed in the AFC. They control their own destiny now. You know, they don't lose a game the rest of the season. They're the one seed. They get that first round by, one game away from hosting an AFC championship. You know, the Ravens control their own destiny and. You know, Lamar's not going to light up. You know, he's going to have to play for that $40 million contract, and he is he's playing it right now. In the last game, the Monday night football game between the Bears and the Vikings, we all went with the Vikings here. Even though the Bears played a fairly good game with Justin Fields being back, uh, I don't think that this is a game that the Bears really uh, care to win. Um, or maybe they let Justin Fields do his thing and they can try to sneak one. Um, but uh, Vikings have something to play for. They're a playoff team as of right now. They did kind of have uh, a nasty loss to the Broncos, though. So, you know, this is definitely... It's getting closer to the must-wins for the Vikings, but we'll see. So that wraps up this week's uh, edition of the podcast. You know, uh, the... The standings, it's starting to get wider and wider every week between the first place and fourth place. So Sean's got a lot of work to do, but if he starts hitting those double downs and upsets like he did last week, he can start climbing up. I know PT is making a lot of risky choices to try to climb back up, uh, but we're just chasing Zeke right now. So, But once again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP. Follow our Facebook page at MVP Momentum Podcast. And check us out on YouTube at MVP Momentum Podcast. I've been Sam Holcroft, and thanks for listening.